Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. Throughout my career as a television journalist, video producer, PR professional, and educator, I've always been drawn to stories, stories about people and how they deal with change and embrace creativity. Hope you enjoy listening. This bonus episode features an interview with Texas State University graduating senior Connor Yarborough. Connor is an electronic media major with a concentration in digital media. Connor talks about change, creativity, and how he's handling the current COVID-19 pandemic. Connor, um, you're, you're a student now. You're a graduating senior, correct? Yes, I am. So I'm interested in hearing from the graduating seniors who are about to knock on the door of the real world, and the timing is a little bit crazy for you guys. Yeah, um, with everything that's been going on with the coronavirus, it's definitely put a halt on really any post-grad research, um, like job opportunities and stuff. I know that I had several internships that I had applied for for this coming summer that I've actually gotten rejections from recently saying that they weren't even offering those internships anymore. Um, so it's definitely worrying. Uh, I Just the thought of the job force being depleted of any sort of need for media students, especially at a time like this, is really frightening. Yeah, well, and it's it's frightening for us. You know, n- nobody signed up for this, and mm-hmm. and you're also finishing your college career uh, taking classes online. How is that going? Online classes have been strange, but I can't say that um, they haven't been working. Uh, it's strange, especially going from a completely in-person format to an online format, because instead of it being courses that are built for online, um, they're more in-person that are being transitioned into an online. So the expectations are really different compared to what I would have expected from other courses that I would have like signed up for remotely. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely really strange having to sit at home and do my work rather than working with other students in the classroom, and especially in a major that is so hands-on. It's difficult to get those reps in and to get that experience, um, especially for courses like TV news. I'm in visual storytelling right now where we're having to essentially go from using the Panasonic cameras and all of the resources that are available to us on campus to using our phones and any mobile apps that we might have uh, to edit any footage. Um, just because of discrepancies in software, too. Um, Whenever all of this had first started going down, I was really worried um, about what was going to happen because a lot of the projects that we work on, especially in these upper-level classes, are really project-based. And because of that, uh, we expect to be making content that we want to put into our portfolios that hopefully would help us get jobs in the long run. But because of the online format, we've had to step back from several of those projects. Um, I know specifically in visual storytelling, we went from planning a five-minute-plus documentary to having to do two- to four-minute, essentially, like, personal stories about our experiences at home because of all of this, um, which is different. And then I do appreciate still getting to work on the video editing and filming skills that we've been learning in class. But I also come from a position of 
a lot of privilege and it makes me worried for students who might not have access to those editing softwares that make that convenient to them. Um, They might not have access to reliable internet. They might not have access to a home space that's conducive to getting any of this work done. So it's definitely a strange time for a lot of students in many, many different ways. As far as looking ahead, um, what do you think the new normal is going to be? Even in media, you're seeing the news stations are doing presentations much differently online and from their own homes as well. Do you think that's going to change media? I think it's definitely going to change media. I mean, you see even these huge news outlets that are having some of the largest anchors and reporters reporting from their Uh, their living rooms and I don't know if the change is going to necessarily be positive or negative I feel like it's like everything going on right now a huge gray area but I would be interested to see a lot more transparency in the news media because of it um this I don't like using the term or like using coronavirus as like the great equalizer or anything like that because everybody's situations are so different and it's hurting people in so many different ways. But I would hope that it would allow people to have a little bit more compassion and understanding for what's going on with each of us, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, right. And I would hope that because of that, the news media would find ways of making sure that the public know how we go about writing and creating stories and the importance of telling those stories because I feel like that's something that is already kind of a misunderstanding between the two um, especially with this like ongoing like fake news um, epidemic yeah good point Um, good point so I would be interested in seeing how the media will find ways of opening up their process essentially to the public to see why and how they're making these stories and the importance of them. Well, and as far as um, innovation, are you seeing innovation in other companies and organizations? Um, well, you see with HEB and a lot of the grocery stores and essential businesses right now, they're finding ways to decrease human contact as much as possible and to decrease the spread of germs. So you're seeing a lot more of people working remote, but that does put a really strong stress on um, any of those companies or um, groups that can't do something like that. They are reliant on in-person work. Um, So you see these plastic barriers coming up between cashiers and customers. You see these dots on the ground that are honestly, it's really interesting for me to see. Um, It's, I don't want to say dystopian because we haven't quite gotten that far, but it's definitely strange to see everybody a lot more conscious of the ways that they are interacting with each other. Um, I don't know. I think I think doing things remote is something that we're going to see a lot more going into the future. I'm worried about schools in particular because I know the value of in-person lectures and um having like face-to-face contact with a professor is really, really beneficial during the learning process. So I hope that we're able to recover from that and not be scared to go to campus in the coming future, especially for elementary school and middle school and high school. I have 
four younger siblings who are all trying to traverse like that world as well whereas the colleges were quick to shut down and like there are a lot of younger students who do not have that um that grip on education yet so well and 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 part of what you're doing uh learning zoom and and doing online i mean those are skills that employers are going to want moving forward don't you think I completely agree. I was actually saying the other day, I was shocked that Skype hasn't been a bigger conversation because Skype was such a, a big push earlier in the decade um, when it comes to video chatting, especially between groups. So it's cool to see Zoom being used kind of in that way. And I do think it's been used really, really effectively. I'm, I think them operating off of individual servers and being able to... Um, hold up an entire country, an entire, almost an entire world of people who are looking to chat virtually. Um, there have been no problems except for um, just any like minor communication issues and getting used to a new routine when it comes to um, how do you raise your hand in a classroom to speak or how do you ask a question and um, be heard in the way that you want to be heard uh, without feeling uncomfortable. I know that there's been like a sense of discomfort between me and several of the people that I've been um, in contact with discussing just this, this exact same thing. Um, it's different. I'm like people who go from talking very, very often at an in-person class can sit behind a muted screen and just kind of eavesdrop on the conversation rather than taking part. Um, I don't know. It's definitely going to take a lot of adjusting, but I think that there will be processes that will be perfected. And if anything, I hope that this is a way for people to understand the value of teachers and the value of professors and in-person education um, to a higher extent than maybe what they did before. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how robust um, these online programs are will end up being um, so that hopefully for homeschool students or for um, anybody during like typical times, I guess, who isn't able to make it to campus because of one reason or, an reason or another, they're, they're, they are able to use what we're learning now to convert some of those um, situations. Well, I think that's a great point. And you mentioned routine earlier in your conversation. What what has been your daily routine? I think people wonder, what's everybody doing all day? Uh, I wish I had a good answer for you. <laughs> that's, I think, my biggest struggle right now is we've spent, especially students who are used to on campus and who have come straight from high school into college, they have spent almost 16 years used to um, the routine that going to campus gives us. And that's getting up in the morning and getting there and getting dressed and doing the normal things. Whereas now we kind of have the free time to figure it out on our own. And I know that that's something that I've been struggling with because I thrive in that sort of like disciplined, like going, 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 um, mentality. So having to go from what felt like 110 miles per hour, barreling towards graduation, figuring out what my portfolio needs to look like, my website needs to look like, um, working on, on getting these projects set up that we were, didn't even know, um, 
were going to be able to like come to fruition in the end and then having to essentially go from that to five miles per hour and everybody around us is telling us we need to be worried about our health worried about our safety the way that we interact with each other um as well as our financial stability especially as students um and then on top of that, having to just continue our scholastic work. So it's definitely a really, really big challenge. And I would say for a lot of people who struggle with mental health, um, it is going to continue to be a very difficult challenge. Um, so yeah, I'm, for me right now, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm hoping that I'm able to get back into some sort of routine here soon otherwise <laughs> who knows yeah well and did did i hear that uh, you celebrated a birthday recently and you were celebrating in quarantine is that correct yes i actually share a birthday with my mom and that was this past saturday i turned 21 in quarantine oh, no. and wasn't able to go out and do anything that i would have imagined i could have done for my 21st um but it's made me really, really thankful for the people that I do have in my life who were sweet enough to share their love and to reach out to me um, from wherever they're at right now. And I don't know, I was actually just talking about this. I feel like this virtual world that we've created before felt like this really cool, amazing place that we can retreat to when the real world kind of gets tough. But now that we are kind of sequestered into this virtual world, the value of these in-person relationships has gone up, at least in my eyes, drastically. Um, so reaching out to friends and family and getting to talk to them however I can has been my, my go-to. Well, and, and how are you connecting with your family? I'm I'm having FaceTime coffee with my mom, who's 88, every, every morning, and she'll text me and say coffee, and then I'll get my coffee cup and we'll FaceTime. How are you doing it? Uh, FaceTime is my favorite one as well. Phone calls, texting. Um, I know it's a little bit outdated, but I really love Snapchat for me and my friends just because I like to see their faces um, whenever we're just chatting even if it's really casually um but yeah that's that's really it finding ways to connect with them those ways facebook I, has blown up recently with people posting their day-by-day -day quarantine um <laughs> updates right right well, no one, no one planned for this, but it sounds like you're handling it pretty well. And I, I do want to thank you for sharing. I think it was important to talk to a couple of students about what are you guys going through? I don't think we've heard a lot uh, enough about the student perspective and especially for you guys graduating pretty soon. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate you reaching out and um, listening. Well, of course, that's why we're here, and I, I want you to take care and keep moving forward, okay? Thank you. Thank Connor, you. thank you. Talk to you later. 
Thank you for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode. You can find this podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com or drjudyoscom at gmail.com. That's drjudyoscom at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.